Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, everyone, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host. Yeah, that fella. Yeah, I know you know him. Yeah, I mean, there's a big clue in the title. Yeah, Andy Goldstein. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we'll move on. It's a big old podcast coming your way, and it begins with news of a big old signing. From the breakfast show this morning, Laura Woods, the wonderful presenter of it, announced a brand new name at TalkSport. A sporting legend, a cricket icon, 2005 Ashes winner, king of the Australian jungle and Top Gear presenter it is, of course, Freddie Flintoff. He has joined the TalkSport breakfast team. I mean, honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm very excited about this one. I'm also slightly nervous. I don't know how we're going to contain him. He's such a huge personality. I've had four coffees already this morning. I've been sat in the lounge and I've been pacing <laughs> around. I'm in the kitchen now. Hopefully I'll be all right, but I tell you, next week's going to be a test. Starting at six. Steve knows, as we used to have interconnecting rooms, I'm not at my best sometimes in the morning. No, when, he used to wake, when he used to turn over and wake me up, I wasn't always that, that awake. I'll put you in a picture very early, Laura and Ali, if you're going to work with him for a long period of time. This guy is stubborn. He is never, ever wrong. I promise you, he's never, ever wrong. Andrew Fintoff is never, ever wrong. He thinks when you have an argument with him, the one that shouts the loudest wins the argument. Smart. I think I think Rachel will uh, will tell you that. He laughs at his own jokes and majority of them are terrible. Having him on the breakfast show is going to be great. Yes, Freddie will be joining TalkSport's breakfast team next week from Monday, so make sure you tune in and listen. And staying with the king of the jungle, this is Flintoff on a battle with fast bowler Shoaib Akhtar. Firstly, I wasn't having him at all, old Shoaib Akhtar. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> Ali, you love this. <laughs> no, I tell you what, Ali, listen to this, right? I've got feelings. And he I've kept having feelings. a go at me. He kept having a go at me for being fat. He kept calling me fat this, fat that. So I thought, I'm, I'm not having this. I'm going to nip this in the bud. So as I walked out, I, I called him. I said, show him. It's all right. You look like Tarzan, but you're both white, Jane. Um, which, <laughs> which haunted me straight away. I walked out to bat. I think first or second ball, my off stump was cartwheeling really back as he knocked it over. And then as I walked off, he gave it the big, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers. 
Time now to head over to Jive Time with Adrian Durham and Darren Goff. And they had Sadio Mane on the show, of course, uh, a player that nearly won the Premier League this season. Anyway, he was saying, does he feel like a Premier League champion yet? And of course, the answer is no, because he's not. But let's hear his view. Wow, I I think not yet because uh, I want to probably as myself as I love my job, I love football and I want to win on the pitch and I want to play and win the games and get the trophy. It's what I will love. But uh, with the situation, I think uh, if anything will happen, I will understand because it has been not difficult for Liverpool but many, many million people in the world, especially some some people, some family who lost their members, I think this is the more complicated situation. But uh, for myself, it's my dream and I want to win this year. But if not the case, it's part of life. I will accept and try to prepare for the next year's. Hopefully we, we win it. Time now to check in with Hawksby and Jacobs. Now, if you were listening to Hawksby and Jacobs two days ago, You'd have noticed they had a few technical issues and their show finished an hour early. Well, fans of My Sport in Life were disappointed when, of course, the show ran all the way to 4pm yesterday. Here are the best bits from Paul and Andy finally putting in a full shift. There's been a 209% increase in downloading uh, Vera Lynn's We'll Meet Again yeah. after the Queen's speech on Spotify. And you think, well, it's not surprising. It wouldn't be a big one before, would it? Oh, yeah, let's all have Vera Lynn's We'll Meet Again on Spotify. But anyway, well done. I loved uh, Dame Vera congratulating the Queen. She was saying, these young people today are tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> That's very <laughs> true, yeah. One of the other interesting byproducts of uh, lockdown, apart from the 209% surge on Vera Lynn's will meet again is that two pandas in Hong Kong maybe Rupert can pop in and see him and get him, get him going uh, if, uh, while he's at Happy Valley but yeah Ying Ying and Li Li they've not been interested in each other for nearly a decade they've not got it on despite uh, multiple playings of Marvin Gaye they have not but suddenly in lockdown where there's no visitors there wow. it's all gone quite yeah, suddenly a bit, a bit of Marvin seems to have kicked in, and we we maybe we may see a baby panda very soon. I don't know what the gestation fling, period fling. of a panda is. Twenty minutes, five years, I've got a clue. Oh, it's quite a long time. I think he said not knowing. Yeah, what whatsoever. do you know? What do you know about that? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, I'll look it up. I'll look out what you're doing your next bit. Okay. Go on, then. Ed yeah. Sheeran has uh, he's got a lot of land as you'd expect and he's gone into growing his own veg which yeah. is really nice actually except Ed is a bit like the EU he rejects them if he doesn't like the shape of you Get it? oh, you oh that's nice look at that <laughs> thank you a bit of satire <laughs> oh marvellous yeah why not <laughs> time now to check in with the mid-morning show with Jim White Natalie Sawyer and Clinton Morrison. Now the former West Ham and Southampton defender Jose Font on the show and he was saying that Cristiano Ronaldo loves Real Madrid and he would want to finish his career there. I'm guessing that's Cristiano not Jose. I know he loves Madrid that's for sure. I think it's clear that he loves Madrid. He loves uh, the, the club itself obviously it's the what, if not the biggest club in the world it's one of the biggest I know he's left many, many friends there and he he's always left the, the door open. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Madrid. But 
I see it a bit difficult, to be honest. Have you spoken to quite a number of your international colleagues? Obviously, I'm thinking some of the yeah. boys at Wolves, even Cristiano. Have you been in touch? I haven't. I haven't spoke with Cristiano now. But uh, as I said, I, I spoke to to my brother in Portugal. Yeah. Uh, I spoke to yesterday with Lovren at Liverpool. Obviously, uh, with Moutinho, I spoke with a few of the boys. And and the situation is general everywhere, Jim. You know, um, no one really knows what will be the next steps. And we are all waiting to hear from the the authorities. Uh, obviously, health uh, the health uh, authorities have to to say clearly what's the next few steps. And then I think the football authorities can then pronunciate about what our, what, what is going to happen sure. after. Sure. So we're all waiting to see. Staying with the Jim White Show with Natalie and Clinton, the chairman of Stoke City, Peter Coates, was on giving reasons for donating £10 million to the NHS Trust. Wowee, good work. Denise felt she wanted to do something, John also, and myself, I, I'm the other trustee, and uh, we've made this contribution, and uh, we wanted to play our part and uh, show that we were fully supporting them. We wanted to do something tangible and to show uh, to show our, our support and, and commitment, uh, and we felt this was a way of doing it, and uh, we're pleased to be able to do it. Back now to the breakfast show with the wonderful Laura Woods and they had my mate who I ran the marathon with. Yeah, you and Thomas. Well, I didn't run it with him. I just met him in the toilets and he gave me a big lump of Vaseline for me to put around my... Anyway, you and Thomas was on saying you should set yourself small achievable goals every day during this lockdown period to help you get through every day. I think what I've been doing to sort of combat the stress if you want i set myself like a realistic little shopping list every morning so i might be like jet wash the decking today or you know tomorrow i'm going to cut down that bush or i'm going to cut the lawn and i give myself jobs so when i go to bed in the evening i think you know what i can tick that off the list i've done it so tomorrow's list for me is doing these steps and i think it is important like people out there don't have the luxury of able to get out and it can be really difficult but i think if you keep the mind busy I think that's half the battle. For me anyway, it's when I'm quiet, when I'm not doing stuff. That's when I start to overanalyze and I put the news on and think, oh, crikey, this is a really scary time we're in. I'm not saying ignore the news because we need to know what's going on. But just for a little bit of time tomorrow and the day, take yourself to, to your happy place. You know, it doesn't matter if it's your front room. It doesn't matter where it is. Do these steps and, and just imagine you're somewhere else, really. And it's all going to be all right. I'm Darren Goff and this is TalkSport Daily. Now, of course, from 7pm, it's Hugh Wisencroft. Alongside him was Ray Houghton on kickoff, and they were looking back at Italia 90, which was the World Cup in 1990 from Italy, hence the Italia 90. The three teams that got through was England, Holland and ourselves. England topped the group. Holland and ourselves finished on the same number of points. Then it was a toss of a coin. Oh, really? Who got Germany? and who got Romania. Holland got Germany, we got Romania, <laughs> and we ended up beating them on penalties, which was uh, amazing because you know one of the all-time greats I played against was Hadji mm. uh, for Romania, who was an, an astonishing player. He was unbelievable that day. How he didn't score, to, to this day I still don't know, and we ended up drawing the game nil-nil, went the extra time, still nil-nil, and we beat them 5-4 on penalties, which was, inc- which was incredible to get us to the quarterfinals. You scored a penalty in that shootout, didn't yeah. you? So what's it like taking a penalty in a shootout at the World Cup? Well, it was my first penalty ever professionally. I hadn't taken one for a club before. Didn't really practice them. Uh, so I, 
you know, put my hand up to take one. Why did you put your hand up to take well, one if you'd never taken one before? Because there was no one else who wanted them. <laughs> we were really struggling. I think we had Andy Townsend and Kevin Sheedy. That was two. And no, no one else. Have you, have you ever been in a huddle and then the huddle gets wider and wider? You know, there's a problem. And that's what's happening. Um, I said I'd take one, so we had three. Tony Cascarino had to be coerced into taking it. Well, well I, I asked, asked him a few times. There is a story to it. And eventually he said, OK, I'll take one. And then David did O'Leary... Did he owe you a favour? Did you say this is it? No, 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 no. It wasn't... It wasn't so much, I said, you're a man or a mouse. And he said, pass the cheese. Uh, and that was <laughs> where we were. We cast his penalty. And if you ever see his, his penalty, which he took, he took such a divot, the goalkeeper dived at the divot and the ball rolled under him. <laughs> it was that bad a penalty. But at least they went in. But then David O'Leary, who... Likewise, David, I don't mm. think he'd ever taken a, a penalty professional. And there was others that were there, but on, no one. I mean, it's it's really tough because you don't want you don't want to let the country down. You don't want to let your teammates down, and you've got to be confident enough to go and take it. And I think even Jack, when I put my hand up, and David O'Leary, I think he went and sat on the bench and just shook his head, thinking, <laughs> "This is it. We've got no chance." But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. You were you, were you nervous oh, walking up to it? How are you feeling? Uh, let me tell you, the goalkeeper. Uh, Lungi, I think his name was. I remember him standing up, and his head looked like he was touching the crossbar. And then he put his hands out, and he looked like he was touching either post with his hands. And I'm thought, where can I put this? <laughs> He's so big, and there's no uh, there's no room to put the ball in. I remember something my dad told me from a long time ago: pick your spot, don't change your mind, because when you change your mind, that's when you get doubt. Just pick the, the area you wanted to play the penalty. And I, I, I swear to you now, years I put the ball down. He actually just shriveled up to a three foot goalkeeper <laughs> and I'm thinking wow I can put this anywhere there's so much room and then I've got to tell you when it hit the back of the net there was no joy absolutely no joy it was pure relief and I remember turning around and the first face that I seen looking back was Tony Cascarino because he was next up for us <laughs> and the blood's just drained from his face because he knew that he was uh, fourth in line if you like to take the penalty and last, but by no means least, of course, the greatest show on national radio, not just TalkSport, my one, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Here are the best bits from last night's show, and my goodness, there was a few. It does take a little bit of time for everyone to get together. There are so many different facets to this. Um, there are players that have just arrived in this country that may have feelings for back in the homeland that they want to support their country. There might be some some Spanish players in this country that feel as though their money is best served back in Spain, where, where their health service is suffering hugely right now. And there's so many different strands to this. But footballers are easy targets. Footballers are always easy targets. Why? Because these are young men that have come from working class backgrounds that earn, not all, not all, it's vital I say that, that earn huge sums of money, eye-watering money, some of these lads, and they're easy targets. Vast majority of football, the, the lads that I've known, ever played with or played against, I got to know either before or after my career, footballers are good people. Super Charlie Austin. Charlie, hello, good evening to you. Hey, Charlie. How are we? Hello, how are we? Okay. Yeah, we're good. How are you? How are you finding isolation? How are you finding lockdown? I guess it's nice. You spend time with with the kids, and this I guess this times they would never really happen. If you think of things like that. Do you know what I mean? With all the stuff going on in with with football in your own, do you know what I mean? Your careers and that. So have this time to spend with the kids and that is nice. Charlie, if this time next year you're doing the midnight train alongside me and Cundy, you know <laughs> the money has disappeared in football. <laughs> 
Charlie's laughing. I'm telling yeah, you, there's no, every chance. Do you know what, he's laughing, chance. but there's a part of him thinking, gee, that might be my own option. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, they, I might have to ask, who comes on after you at one of the morning? You could do the show with Paul Ross. Does he go one till six? Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, that's a lot. Do you know what, Charlie? We, oh, we've had a jingle thing, made up. Hold on. We'll play, play the jingle. Ready? Here we go. Through the night with Charlie Austin. I mean, it works. <laughs> Ross and oh Austin. Oh, the Ross and Austin nice. show. I love it. Well, I'm glad we've had the interview process. And yeah. we'll, keep, we'll keep the option of you joining us on the show for next season. We'll keep that open, Charlie, right? Yeah, that one's better. Listen, Charlie, we're going to let you go because obviously you okay. need to prep for your overnight show. So you've got loads coming up. But um, right, we love speaking to you. We're big fans of yours, Charlie. And we appreciate yeah. your time. No, of course, Charles. Cheers, Charlie. Good luck, buddy. Keep going. Cheers, Charles. Cheers, and, and just quickly, Charlie. Charlie, um, you were meant to come on last night's show. What happened? Oh, mate, you know, I've only put the kids to bed like, and fallen asleep in the single bed with a little man. Woken up. Poured <laughs> it's a bottle of wine, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Right, listen, that's enough of this. Come to your, your Wally, mate. Wait until we see Tom come in the studio, mate. <laughs> so Bill went up the hill to meet Jill. He pulled up in his three-wheel wagon. He saw Josh, who looked like a dragon. Josh said to Bill, Bill, why are you looking so ill? He's like, mate, I spent the night with Jill. She forgot to take her pill. Now it's just me and my cat. I feel like a bit of a prat. Oh, now it's just me and my cat. I feel like a bit of a prat. Yeah, now it's just him when he's at, he's throwing away a girl. Yeah. Jake, how long have you been spent working on this one, mate? How long is this, how much time does this... Uh, literally a couple of hours today. No, you, no, no, no. Jake, you had this ready last night. Genius, yesterday. genius. Jake, yeah, but that's nicked, a different one, it was first... too long and I didn't want to do what the same guy done earlier. Jake, you've, you've, nicked the, you've nicked the first line from a nursery rhyme, didn't you? No, I haven't, mate. If Jack and Jill are up the hill, line, to, be, to fetch a pail of water. Jack and gone up the hill. Yeah, and what's your one? You've a nursery rhyme. Bill he went up the hill to meet Bill, Jill. Yeah, so there's no Jack in it, Jay. It's completely no, different. There's no Jack. He's just put Bill in for Jack. That's all he's yeah, done. Yeah, but there's no Jack in the conversation, is no, there? No, he's, he's basically stole the idea. He's gone hill and Jill. There's lack of no, thought. No, Bill of... and Jill have gone up this hill, Jay. There's no Jack. Honestly, mate, it's plagiarism here. I mean, honestly, who, who wrote no, that nursery rhyme? I thought it was who fantastic. Who wrote the nursery rhyme? You didn't. No, you don't. You don't. No, I do. You're, Jake, I think that's brilliant. You, Jason, shut up. Are you proud of it, Jake? Are you proud of it, Jake? Well... Yeah, I am, but obviously Jay's ain't. Uh, how proud are you of this, Jake? Considering I feel like crap today, I'd say about eight. Eight or nine. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine because you don't feel do, that well. Do you know what, Jake? I'll tell you what, boys. Jake, here's, here's what I do with that, mate. Here's what I do with that. No, Jake. No, pay no attention, Jake. Go on, what are you going to say, Jake? Absolute I can only apologise. That's it. That's all we've got time for. Asa, everyone. Asa. Oh, yeah, I want to download some more in the future. Asa. All right? If you don't know what it means, you have to download previous ones to understand it. Yeah, but I can't because I don't know what it means. Well, it's tough. Like, you should have listened to the other ones. Asa, everyone. Um, a quick reminder. Tonight, that's Thursday, the 9th of April, on kickoff at 7pm, Phil the Power Taylor will take on Raymond Barney Van Barneveld. I don't particularly think that's how you... I mean, it's Barney, in it? Barney... Anyway, he'll take him on live from their living rooms on TalkSport. I don't know how that's going to work, but it sounds brilliant. Feel the power tail against Barney live on TalkSport from their living rooms from 7pm. That's tonight on TalkSport. And would you believe it, Paddy Power will be donating £1,000 to the NHS for every 147 thrown in the match. I mean, 180. 
because 147 is, yeah, I know you know. It was, it was an awful joke. I knew it was 180. I don't even know. I said 147. It's not even funny, is it? No. I shall go. Uh, before I do, let me tell you to tune into my show. It's the last Sports Bar of the Week, Thursday. That is tonight from 10 p.m., me and the Fun Boy, where we start the show with uh, a little bit of fun. We always call it the Thursday night Sports Bar Mass debate where we talk about something you talk about in the pub like who's the best left back ever for England something like that I mean the answer is actually cool obviously so we won't be doing that one but that's what we do from 10pm tonight so make sure you join us for that in the meantime keep your distance don't go out unless you need to and of course most importantly be safe everyone be safe that was a podcast from talk sport 